Blooper Team, the developer of Layers of Fear and Blair Witch, has entered into a new partnership with developer and publisher Konami, the two companies announced on Wednesday. In a statement about the partnership, Blooper Team explained that the two companies will share information and technology, and more importantly, they'll work on jointly developing certain projects. Polygon has reached out to both companies for further comment about these projects, but did not receive an immediate response. Justin, how did we not talk about Blooper Team in Silent Hill? That, by the way, that was an article uh, titled... Horror developer Bluer Team partners with Konami, the studio behind Silent Hill from Polygon.com by um, Austin Goslin. Have you heard about this? I mean, I'm just a little sad because, I mean, that probably means the medium two is further away. Justin, Justin stop this. And I've just been stop waiting to find this. out what happened to, what, what, was your, what was your name again? Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. But I wanted to know what happened to her. Whether she shot herself or her <laughs> daughter, or her, like daughter, uh, sister. Uh, there's a, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, uh, forgot that was a plot point, so you just said it, but still. <laughs> I watched a review that was like, uh, <laughs> basically, it's, it said something along the lines of, like, the, re the resolution of that situation with high ballistic death was not at the top of my personal, like, <laughs> list of resolutions. Um, but yeah, uh, I, this makes me sad. I mean, like, not sad. I just, I didn't like the medium. Like, no no secret. I didn't like the medium. I don't think that it holds up, holds a candle to Silent Hill. Recently, um, I don't know if it was Bloober Team or Konami or perhaps both, but they um, potentially, they, they denied allegations that they're working on a new Silent Hill. Um, allegations, denied rumors, excuse me, that they're working on a new Silent Hill. But, yeah, I just... I think that the, the medium definitely wasn't it in terms of like uh, I Silent think, Hill. Yes, but like when you're thinking about Bloober Team's other work, I do feel like it has more of a Silent Hill feel to it. Um, they did yeah. Layers of Fear, right? Yeah, which was like yeah, PT. Which is kind of like that psychological kind of like mm -hmm, messed up mm -hmm. mental horror stuff, like the turning around seeing stuff. And I, I feel like Silent Hill, uh, I've never played the like original Silent Hills. So Oh, really? Yeah, I've never played those games. I've, I've been. I, I just don't like horror games mainly. I, I'm a little mm. baby baby gamer. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, maybe are they on Game Pass yet? Um, no. Yeah, maybe mm. maybe the HD collection is, but uh, I don't. Most people will suggest you don't play those. As someone who doesn't really care about fog thickness, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um. um. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I did play Layers of Fear 1 and 2, and I played uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, and Blair Witch is very unimpressive until the very end of it. And oh, like, really? when you play the very end of it, I kept, I kept thinking, like, this is very, um, it, I guess, PT-ish uh, in terms mm -hmm. of, like, what happens to the game. It goes from just wandering around the woods to a very kind of, like, psychological, is this really happening kind of thing. It's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Uh, but the rest of the game is just unimpressive. But guess what? That is on Game Pass. Yes, it is, and yeah. I, um, I'll be honest with you, probably not going to play it, but... Because oh, okay. yeah, yeah. uh, you're going back to play the medium again, right? Yeah, you know me, just... Here's the thing, credits rolled on the medium, and I was like, I'm, just, I'm restarting this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Um, I will say, uh, as much as I just, like, not to, uh, as much as I was, like, whatever about the medium, uh, I saw someone who was really mad on Twitter, someone I used to work with. He was so mad about it because he couldn't find a, a tie Like, the first thing that you have to do is you find a tie clip, and he just couldn't find it. Uh, and he's like, yep, and that's where I stopped. <laughs> it's like, whoa, man, that is, like, a very low... <laughs> Did you go into all the rooms? Like, it's in one of the rooms, but... 
Um, I, I, I digress. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. If they, if they do make a Silent Hill game, that's that's fine. I would probably play it just to see. Because, um, again, there, there are parts of the medium that I like. There's parts of Layers of Fear that I liked. Uh, they just don't aren't maybe, like, games that I would really ever recommend to someone, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and again, the joke here is that the medium, is it better than the medium? I like the medium. I it It's not one of my top 100 games of all time. It's probably lower yeah. than that, but... Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Oh, I have to say the name of the show. It's Hitbox. To hitbox episode number 50 oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh that is half of 100 man that's quite I, a few yeah i mean when i'm 50 it's i might as well just go to a retirement home and just end it oh don't do that just well, at do- a retirement home like i don't th- i don't think that's like like i'm not gonna, okay i i understand how you thought i sounded like I, why would i go to a retirement home and then oh, kill myself that just i, see, I, I see, just I like see. end my like that's it i'm just there uh, retired if, i got it yeah, gotta go, gotta yeah. Go. i mean if they have wi-fi and game pass i guess i'd be fine yeah i was thinking about like yo retirement sounds kind of dope like just, <laughs> just do the things that make you happy I'm like all right that's fine um eat a lot of soup go to bed at seven um that sounds like a good day I, to me they, i mean yeah my grandma when she was at the uh the uh, uh redacted name of place um had like a menu i don't want to say the name of the place yeah, yeah, no, an no, advertisement no, no. um but uh i mean we could maybe if they would uh sunrise retirement community will you sponsor our podcast huh no okay that's a vi- uh, that'd be a very weird poll <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if those are like the same uh, uh demographics yeah but but they had like menus they had three courses and you could like choose off the menu so whenever we go to visit we got to eat uh, in their restaurant and like let me tell yeah. you uh they let you order as many of whatever was on the menu as you wanted and it was pretty good yeah there you go there you go so if you're trying to retire um i guess justin's got some recommendations for you in the meantime my name is peter hunt spitek one of your co-hosts here on hitbox Today we've got we've got a few things to talk about. Uh, in between our last recording and right now, Nintendo made some headlines with the OLED Switch, which we will get into. And and there's a whole lot of um, you know weirdly enough other Silent Hills slash Kojima speculation going on that we're going to get into. But before we do, Justin, uh, what have you been playing this uh, week? So I played a lot of Scarlet Nexus and. Uh, I played a lot of it on my backbone, remote playing it. And I know what you're saying. Why did you, why didn't you just play it on your PlayStation five and why are we on your backbone? And let me, there, part of the, part of the excuse I'm going to give you was that, um, my girlfriend was playing Disneyland adventures, uh, at the same time on the Xbox uh, series X. Okay. Um, if you know what that game is, it was like a connect game for like 360 and she's a fan. She's trying to uh, get every achievement in it. <laughs> I've heard it's, it's I've heard it's fun for people who are like into it. Yeah, she I mean she's enjoying it. She's a little frustrated. She can't find where all the the wand things are or whatever. I don't know. It it seems fun. But anyway, she was playing that so I was doing that, but then she like left for work and I was just still on the couch on my <laughs> backbone. Really easily could have just moved it to the to the TV, but uh uh kind of like that thing and and it works really well on um 
uh, for remote play for uh, both the Xbox and the PlayStation. So I'm still still getting used Thanks. out of that. Um, and speaking of Scarlet Nexus, though, I still like that game a whole lot. Yeah, I um, am also playing it. I'm I've decided I'm going for that platinum. It seems yes. achievable. It seems achievable. I'm actually. I know I think I said this in the first episode that we talked about it, but I am like, I'm like loving it, actually. I don't know what clicked. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what changed, but I went from being like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, I think I love this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> again, I have no idea what what switched in me, but um, yeah, it's a good game. That's basically all I've been playing. I was uh, out this week. I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, which was is a place that has Honest. people in it. <laughs> rousing endorsement there <laughs> it's got good chili i'll say this uh people people are very divided about cincinnati chili but my mom has always made cincinnati chili ever since i was a kid and i'm a big fan um but what makes it cincinnati chili oh do you not know no it has like cinnamon and cocoa in it oh oh yeah I, i've had it with like cinnamon and pumpkin before oh that also sounds really yeah good. it's a it's a good addition um yeah but i have i was not playing a lot of games i did however Justin, this is going to make you happy. I dipped my toes into a little bit of Genshin Impact on mobile because I was curious. <laughs> now I have I have upgraded my phone. <laughs> I've, I've upgraded my phone, uh, and I was like, how well does this game actually work on mobile? And pretty well, surprisingly well, actually. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't I, think I'm going to play it a lot, but I was just curious to see it. I, pl- I played it primarily on my phone, as I think I said before. And the only mm-hmm. time I've ever like played it on the computer was, uh, to, um, do some of the combat stuff I couldn't do on the touch controls. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> Cause it was like kind of hard to do some like the harder combat challenges, but I did realize that, um, up until this new update that's coming out, uh, they did not have cross progression between like PC fo- like PC phone obviously because that worked for me, but I couldn't play my game on the PS4 the oh. same carryover, which I thought I didn't even realize that. But um, you know what I'm looking for? Where's that damn Switch port? Yeah, that seems like a game that is perfect for the Switch, but yeah, yeah don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, maybe it has something to do with micro. No, because like Fortnite's on there and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's uh, they're making too much money to get to the Switch. You know what I mean? That that little baby console. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the little the little console that could, as uh, we are one to say. Are you have you played anything else? Well, I was also on vacation. I went yeah. to New Orleans. Oh. Um, I have to really think. You remember I had issues saying Samurai uh, and yeah. Ghost of Shima. I had issues with those. Uh. New Orleans is really hard for me to say. I say it like, I, I say it just, New Orleans, like I can't New Orleans. Like, how do you say it for me? Well, here's the problem is as someone who's like never been and like, I, I've i heard it as like people have like called like, oh, you're going to New Orleans? And, <laughs> and then I've also heard, right. And then I've also heard like New Orleans. That, that's that's the right way. I, I don't, I you said it. I don't think I could say that that way. But, Justin, whatever your truth is, I want you to live it, okay? <laughs> so I was on vacation, <laughs> and I, I usually like to get a new game when I go on vacation. Um, yeah. And sometimes I like pick something that is like a vacationy theme. Like uh, last vacation I went on in 2019, uh, I bought uh, the rehi- the SpongeBob Rehydrated oh, whenever fuck. that came out. Yeah. Um, and this time I bought a Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh, nice! How is it? Do you? How is it? I'm not going to speak of Mario Golf Super Rush. I'm going to speak of the game of golf because I was, 
I hate it, man. It is the most like I'm a very patient person. <laughs> yeah. I'm extremely patient. But something about like being up four shots on someone and then getting like a triple bogey on the last hole and then losing yeah. is probably the most frustrating thing. I kept like telling my girlfriend, like, you need to play this because we can play it together on the plane. And she's like, sure. And then she's hearing me play it. I'm like, God, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm just playing Mario Golf. And she's like, I don't think I'm going to have fun playing that. I'm like, oh, you'll have totally fun. Fuck it. And like, it's, it can be pretty frustrating. You know, you know, one, I don't, I don't think I would play golf in real life very, very, very well, you know? Uh, so I've, I've played golf in real life one time. I mean, I, okay. I, my dad is a big golfer. And so when I told him this was like a year, maybe more than a year ago now, um, this was a while ago. I said, my friends and I, were going to go golfing. And he like something lit up in his eyes and we went to um, Goodwill Farm because I'm left handed. And so like I, I, don't, I also like don't need like nice clubs. We went to Goodwill and like got me some clubs and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we played about three holes the way you're supposed to. Mm. And then we had fun golf where it was just <laughs> like. <laughs> then you just started hitting where you could. We I was just feeling out the space. Yeah. I, w- I went to Top Golf once, and that was a very embarrassing uh, moment for me because apparently uh, I can't play golf even if I wanted to because there are several videos of me swinging my heart out and just <laughs> missing oh. the ball off the tee. So, uh, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think uh, golf's for me, but the game itself, like uh, to not like hurt, like the game itself is fun. Like I enjoy it. It makes you feel good every time you say they say nice shot a little sarcastically sometimes because I'm like, it just hit a tree. (laughs) I don't know if that's a nice shot, but um, the adventure mode is what I I primarily played and they do a really good job of like slowly tutorializing everything because I mean, golf is complicated. It's a full Mm -hmm. sport. And I really do think they do a good job of like setting you up and giving you just enough in order to uh, feel like you're progressing. But I did a stupid thing uh, for my like the adventure mode. You use your your me and you can level up like individual stats. So mm-hmm. I leveled up everything except for power and power was how far you could hit it. And I thought like, oh, I want to make sure I'm a, I can control my ball well. I can spin it where I want. I wanted to go everywhere I could. So my 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 power is like 160. And I look at all the other characters are like 250, 220. Oh. I'm like, oh boy. And like when someone can hit 70 yards further than you, like they're they're gonna probably have a little better, better, better time than you. But uh yeah, it's you know, it's uh Mario Golf. I can see why it would be repetitive, um, because it's golf. Yeah. That, so. Justin, you are speaking to something that like I, I don't know if I articulated really well when whenever we talked about it last week or maybe the week before. Like I get people like Mario a lot, like obviously he's a video game icon uh he's got some great games but like the whole thing is like yo but y'all it's golf (laughs) (laughs) like like you know it's a sport people love golf for sure but like to me the cross-section of people who love golf and people who love video games does that venn diagram does not seem very yeah um, yeah, overlapping but also what the hell do i know i (laughs) (laughs) yeah um are you gonna do you think you're gonna like stick with it at all or are you sort of done with it uh, I mean, I probably played it like two hours and I, and I will hit, I will hit more golf balls just because I feel like that would not be a good $60 investment for two hours of gameplay. Yeah. And like, I, it's not like I'm mad. It's, I'm not mad at the game. I'm just mad at golf. And like, right. I, I just, you know, it's like when you're like literally an, uh, like a foot away from the hole and then you don't hit it hard enough. 
Yes. And then you get another stroke, and then you're like, damn it. And then you, the next, the, you get a little closer. They do have an automatic tap-in button if you're right close to it, but I feel like that should just be like you're on the green, get tap-in. It's going to be frustrating. But I do sure. think, I don't understand why they don't have like a mini golf game in the Mario world. Like, where's yeah, that update? With like, yeah, with like, you know, big hazards and like yeah, fun like They have stuff, like what yeah. the golf and like all those like golf mini games and stuff like that. Like those mini golf, mini, mi, those mini miniature golf, golf mini. Yeah, they have all yeah, those mini yeah, golf yeah. games. And like the Mario world would be great for that, but um, yeah, maybe that'll. I, I'm hoping it's an update. If you hear me, Nintendo, please do that for me. Justin, I'm gonna be honest with you. I not. I wouldn't hold out hope on that. I know they never do what um, we want. No, but hey, speaking of, let's talk about this new <laughs> Switch. Um, so if you if you're not familiar, uh, we have talked about on the show the Switch Pro, which is a has been a rumored and like leaked new switch model that was going to be basically the same switch but it was going to have more processing power and an oled screen and um potentially a bigger screen as well and it was going to be able to like export at like 4k and, and all this sort of stuff while docked now from before the announcement that happened this past week this all seemed pretty legit. I mean, Bloomberg was reporting on it and like all sorts of other like, you know, credible news sites have been talking about like, hey, this seems pretty legit. But um, Nint- Nintendo sort of unceremoniously just dropped a-, a trailer on Tuesday morning for the Nintendo Switch OLED model, which is like not an attractive name in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and it's basically it is just the regular Switch with a seven inch screen and a it's an OLED screen instead of an I think it's an HRT is what's in regular switches and it has a you can hook up an Ethernet port to the dock now and uh that's it that's that's that is it confirmed by lots of other publications saying like yep there's no um upgraded hardware on the inside so what do you what do you make of this yeah. Even looking at Nintendo's website, like the difference between the two of them, like the the battery life is the same, the temperature in which they run is basically the same. Um, like it looks, it's so similar to the other one. Uh, what do I think of it? I, it, I'm conflicted. Like I didn't, I didn't see it, and I was I when I saw the the reveal, I wasn't excited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't like angry at them. But then I started to think about what would happen if they did in fact have another switch with upgraded hardware. Then would we get the same thing that we're getting with like the PS4, PS5 upgrade system thing? Like you have a system that can run games better. Are they just going to forget about one of them? Right. Like, are they not going to build for the powerful one or are they only going to build for the like, like that would be just as problematic, I think. And I think that could make people more angry. Um, if, if people are upset about the 4k, like if they just did this in 4k, I think more people would have been happy if they had a 4k model of it. I don't play it on the TV, so I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that doesn't bother me. So, I mean, I guess I was like, I took a step back and I was like, well, what do people actually want with this? Right. And it's $50 more. That's a bit much. I think if anything negative to look at this, like it's not going to be like, I need another system now. Um, so it's not for me. I'm not upset by it, but I, I, I don't know what I want from Nintendo Switches. <laughs> I'll say this: uh, I think this is a good-looking console. Like, I think 
I, I let me preface by saying this. I do not think I'm going to buy this when it comes out because to me, it is not a big enough of an upgrade to justify spending the money for it. Um, that said, I think this is a cool thing for anyone like buying a switch now. Like if you're like what I'm trying to say is I think if you're going to be buying a switch buy the this new model as opposed to buying the older one, just because, you know, bigger screen, um, a nicer screen, all this sort of stuff. Uh, I think that there probably is a more powerful switch that they're working on. I mean, they, they have like, there's what, like six DSs and like four DS. Yeah. Three DSs and like all that sort of stuff, like constantly upgrading itself. So to me, it makes sense that they would be doing a similar thing in terms of the switch because it's, you know, it's a handhold and a handheld and a console. Uh, but it just like, I think a lot of people got it in their heads that leaks and reports and stuff like that are real and they're like, they're not. And I mean, we're going to be talking more about leaks and speculation and stuff like that today. But I think with video games, there has been a, there, there has been, there has been a lot of weight given to leaks ahead of releases. And I am personally the kind of person who's like, I would just rather wait and hear it from the people who are making it so that I can understand what it is and not get any information wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I think Nintendo, like, I, I guess, <laughs> do you think that a Nintendo initially had this plan to be in their, uh, direct at E3? Oh man, no. Or uh, yes, yes, I do. And then I think that the fact that people are like switch pro switch pro switch pro, they were like, if we announce this thing, people are going to burn houses. Right. Down. Oh, like, absolutely. Because, again, I think it's a nice console. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's not the kind of thing that I'm going to go rush out and buy. But for people looking to buy a Switch, I think this is the thing you you, you get. But I, I think that it would have gone down so bad had they announced this. Because they would have been like, and one more thing. And the trailer would have been playing. And then after the trailer play, like got done, we'd be sitting like, oh, that's not <laughs> that's not it. And I think people would have been really mad. And and I... I, I if that's the case, I really I give props to Nintendo because they are hand, they handled this with care. Um, they like if they took it out of the presentation, that's not a little thing to do. Like these no. presentations, like take a lot to put together. Um, but then them also just kind of like releasing it like Shadow, <laughs> like hey, he's here this morning. <laughs> yeah, um, like they they weren't bringing focus to it, and I don't think they wanted us to think that it was like the next big thing because it's not no. they know what this is this is just like this is probably what the nintendo switch is going to be in the future this is it they're going to probably stop making the other ones slowly but surely and then this yeah. will be like the standard model mm -hmm. um so again i i'm not necessarily mad i was just questioning more what i was expecting and then what i was expecting about it being like having better hardware inside it kind of opened up a bunch of other questions to me like maybe that would make things more complicated um because i think the last thing i want to do is get in another like uh console buying frenzy and try to like get on all the pre-order lists and yeah, yeah. open up the, the now in stock website again i, I i'm good for tr being that kind of person for now so i won't buy it but that doesn't mean that this doesn't have a place in the market no i i would have to agree and i will say this that like the white version of it that's sleek. It's pretty with nice. The, with the white dock and the white Joy-Cons, like, that's a good look. 
I guess the thing I did actually want was new hardware in the Joy-Cons. Yeah, Because the drift is real, and I have three of them that are not great now. So between the one I dropped in coffee, the three that aren't working, I only have one <laughs> pair of correct um, <laughs> Joy-Cons. So. I'm just, I'm picturing the coffee drop, and, like, I know exactly how that goes. Because, like, it hasn't happened to me, but, like, definitely similar things have happened where it's like, I cannot blame anyone but myself. Yep, yep, yep. Um. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to get new ones because mine are. I bought new ones last year and they're they're starting to go. But I also don't play the Switch enough right now to like really justify buying new ones. But the white ones uh, do me right, and those might if they if they start selling those by themselves, I might those might be the ones I grab. But oh, knows? speaking of things that I don't really need, um, my GameStop pre-order of the um, Skyward Sword amiibo. Uh, just went through, so that's happening. I'm getting it. oh good <laughs> day one or two whenever it's delivered. So <laughs> Justin, I want the I want the amiibo for Metroid Dread. I'm not even really like a Metroid fan, but like seeing that amiibo, like that's a good looking amiibo. But as soon as it went up, it's just, just like, gone. It's yeah. gone. I I'm, hate. I hate. I cannot stand this current like like we're in this like phase right now where just collectible items are just gone instantly yeah. as soon yeah. as they go up. And and Nintendo does us no favors with how they release these amiibos. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but um, so I'm, I might try and procure that. But anyway, what's up? I'm going to say something that's going to piss a lot of people off. You want to hear do it? it? Yeah, I'm, I do. I, I am 95% going to buy Skyward Sword. Why is that going to make people mad? Because of the, about the thing I'm about to say. Oh. There's only about a 15% chance I buy Metroid Dread. I've said it right here, folks. Uh, I don't know if it's for everyone. Why? Why would you not? Why I just it, uh, the, I just don't know if that's the game that like is screaming out for me. Um, yeah. I would I would get a three uh, like a like maybe a three D Metroid if they would have that, but just the the two D thing itself, it just uh, people like it. I'm not gonna like like knock it. I'm sure it's a good game, but I just don't mm-hmm. know if I want to uh, purchase that for sixty dollars. No, he says I... screaming at Mario Golf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I totally get it. I think it also it's coming out. It's October. It's coming out in October, and like. You got Metroid Dread, you've got Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got Back for Blood. Those are, th- I mean, Back for Blood, I'm going to play for sure. I pre-order Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, uh, like, you know. And now that I have much- a backbone, it's not can you use this, the excuse of I can't play it in my bed because I can play anything in my bed. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> totally. Uh, so, yeah, I I think Metroid Dread might be one that I get to, like, in November, but I don't know what else is coming out then. But um, that, that to me, is is a game that I want to play before the end of the year. But Horizon? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Let's talk about the state of play. Um, so before we even talk about the state of play, th- this is speaking to sort of what we were just talking about, about, like, people getting it in their heads, like, people... <sighs> People deciding what a company's press conferences are going to be about, despite the fact that a company has said explicitly Literally. what it's going to be about. Right. That state of play that we were talking about that was potentially rumored last week happened on Thursday. And if you didn't watch it, it was like 30 minutes. Nine minutes were devoted to Deathloop and the rest were other third party. I don't know if they're exclusive. In fact, not all of them are exclusive. I know that for a fact. But other third party games coming to uh, PlayStation consoles. Right. And everyone and sony came out and said hey it's all gonna be third party games it's gonna be about 30 minutes nine minutes are going to death loop perfect (laughs) that's all you need to say and people got in a freaking huff 
that God of War wasn't around, that Gran Turismo God. wasn't around, that uh, Horizon Zero, uh, Horizon Forbidden West wasn't around. And the stuff they showed off, I mean, there was some cool stuff. We got to look at Lost Judgment, some more of that. Um, like, if this was, like, a state of play that was, like, the Horizon one where they show, like, the... Uh, over, not Overboard, what's the name of that? I don't uh, know. Subnautica. The second Subnautica oh. and, like, a couple other little things like that. And then they went into just the... the um, uh, what's the name of that game that it was about? I forgot. My brain is dead. I've been Deathloop? Deathloop. That's the one. Okay. I'm probably not excited for that game, but we'll get more into what? that later. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but, um... They had a bunch of like pretty like good trailers of a bunch of yeah. games coming out. They had some interesting announcements. Like I, I I don't think all these games are for me, but a lot of this stuff was pretty cool. I was happy with a lot of the stuff that was shown. I mm-hmm. they told me what to expect. My expectations were were uh were normal and then I saw this stuff and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Was there anything that like stood out? I will talk about Deathloop in a second, but was there anything that like stood out? Uh, Moss, I think, is cool. Uh, Moss Book 2. Um, yeah, I don't know how uh, many people VR. have played that for PSVR, um, but that's just a, a cool like storybook game. It's one of those where uh, you are playing like an omnipotent figure watching a storybook world happen, mm-hmm. and you control the little character with your controller, but you're like looking at these like kind of like 3D world kind of areas. Um, and it's a really cool story and they do some cool mechanics with it. Uh, they have, uh, like this like library room, which is like the main, like between missions or between chat, whatever pages, um, that looks really cool. And they just do a lot of good stuff with it. Cute little story. Um, so I'm excited that the second one's coming out. I think it's interesting, uh, because there's, it's not for a ps5 like they're using the same controls not it's not optimized for dual sense it's used for the dualshock 4 mm-hmm. um it's not made for new hardware it's made for psvr uh, it's strange just in the fact that it's not like weird time for it to come out because i i do feel like the releases on psvr have been few and far between <gasps> oh, yeah reminds me i did purchase the the uh, star wars vader for psvr i should oh. probably play that but that means I have to hook up my PSVR. This is the problem, really. So, But I was excited for uh, Moss Book 2. I thought that was interesting. Well, there you go. Uh, I Sifu. Do you know about Sifu? Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, there's a, it's like a third person, like, kung fu game. And a lot of people were really hyped about it because this is not, like, this was not an announcement trailer that like we, this has been on the books it's been on state of plays they did announce that it's being delayed into next year which is fine you take your time in a weird um, way though <laughs> but here okay here's the thing everyone has been sort of losing it over sifu i don't know how you say it sifu 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 sounds right um everyone's kind of been losing it over, over this game and i've been kind of like lukewarm on it just because it looks fine an aspect of the trailer this time really really got me and it's that each time you lose you it's like you you have an option about like trying again with the same like skills or you can wait and get better skills but your character gets older and each time your character gets older like you can level up a little bit but eventually like they're going to be too old and you're going to have to start either like a new character or start the game again i didn't quite understand what happens when you get to a certain age where it's like yeah you can't keep breaking people's kneecaps 
Um, <laughs> and so they, they announced that they were uh, delaying it in the same way that like in between each of the fights in the trailer, it was like age 51 to age 56 to age 62. Uh, they did like coming in 2021 and they like shifted it in the same way yeah, that they did the ages yeah. <laughs> into 2022, which is fine. Uh, this is, in my opinion, a good year for games. Go ahead and throw that into next year. I'm still going to like it. Yeah, I, I'm not a man of the delay. I just wish they announced uh, before the trailer. Like, if they just put one of those tweets out, that would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just seemed like it was like a surprise announcement thing. Like, and mm-hmm. then it was just like, it's delayed. Um, but, you know, whatever. I, we set up before delayed games until you need to, except for God of War, apparently. Pl- put it out tomorrow. <laughs> I guess so. Let's uh, let's talk about <laughs> Deathloop real quick. Uh, I'm excited for Deathloop. I like arcane games, some of them. I thought Prey was fine, but I like Dishonored. Um and they also did something else too, but this looks more dishonored than it does prey. You just you said though earlier that you're not like really looking forward to it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just something about like the the loop of it is, I I I would feel. I guess I have to like see more of it. I know that's weird or like hear what people like talk about the experience of playing the game as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because is it one of those things that? you have to like have the perfect run where in one one run you have to kill all the bad guys. So here's, so I was paying very special attention to this during the state of play because I was like, yo, I liked Returnal, but one of the parts that I like could kind of go either way on with that game was like having to do a lot of it in one run, you know, and, and those runs ended up taking a long time and, you know, you mess up one time at the end of a section it's like, shit, I got to go back and redo all of that. I assume that you are going to be able to save in between. And in one of the guy, uh, the the person who, I don't remember his name, but the person who was sort of talking over the gameplay said, uh, in, he said like, he said, he said like, quote, in one of these missions, which leads me to believe that it's, it can be chapter based or that there might be some sort of like mission based element to it. But he also said that, you know, you got to kill all these guys before you die, before you get killed. So I, I hope I, I would hope so like that. I think that might solve my problems with it. But yeah. there's something about like how chatty the main character is and how it just doesn't like it, it might just be a trailer thing. It just doesn't seem I, there's just like a disconnect between how the narrative is being told to me and like the gameplay that's going on. Sure. Like, sure. are there cut scenes? Is it just kind of like bouncing back and forth? And then the, the, fa- the fact that they said that there's going to be an invader in the game. It's like all the parts of like these, like, like, like souls games that I hate, like are like yeah. literally going to be like a major part of it. Now, if it's something that's set up, like you get in this room, someone's going to be hunting you. Like maybe that's something that can be fine. I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks and I, 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 I don't think I, I will necessarily get this day one, but if reviews are favorable, people seem to talk about it. If you talk about it in positive ways, I might see myself doing it. It just hasn't mm-hmm. gotten its hooks in me, and I've seen yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> yes, and that's the thing. Like We've seen quite a bit of this game. Uh, I think the invader thing, Like I can also go either way on, Like because he said it can be an AI or it can be a human, human. player coming to hunt you. The AI, like, well, that sounds like way easier because, like, you know, humans are gonna behave in like ways that you're not gonna expect necessarily. You know, like they're they're gonna be a lot better at hunting you than like an AI will be, um, which means that it's gonna be a lot like those moments are gonna be a lot more tense. But it also means like, yo, know, you might lose to like a lot of progress to depending on how the, like the game is actually structured to this uh, just rando, <laughs> which yeah, is not yeah. always like conducive to like a lot of fun, but. Uh, I am I am looking forward to it. 
I am sort of in a similar boat where like I would love to play it. I might get it sooner rather than later, depending on what those reviews and previews and stuff are looking like. But Justin, I know we're a little late to the party here, but this is I'm going to say it is because we were waiting for the whole situation to sort of unfold (laughs) instead of like jumping on this as it was as new information was coming out. Have you heard anything about this game abandoned? (laughs) you know what a rabbit hole is on the internet that's what my night was yesterday (laughs) (laughs) okay tell justin tell me about this rabbit hole you went down so um i forget who it was that i followed um retweeted something from this uh developer called blue box game studios and they're like this seems off doesn't it and this is the tweet that was that was tweeted, that was retweeted by this person being like, something's off, right? Yeah. It said, we're excited to announce that the abandoned trailers app will be available to preload free of charge for all PS5 users on July 29th, with the introduction available on August 10th, followed by the first trailer later in August. And I thought, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> so then I look up um, a Abandoned Trailers app, which is apparently referencing a game called Abandoned that was announced at, uh, was that last year's when they released the, uh, announced the PS5, right? Uh, I don't remember hearing about it. Uh, I don't remember hearing about it before recently but yeah. it, it might have been in one of those things and i just it was that like a, it. it was a state of play or something and they like had a trailer it's like a, a a woman talking progressively getting creepier with what she's saying i don't know what she's saying it kind of sounds like this tweet and like it's like a like a like showing like these like beautiful images of this like tr- these this, like, fall forest kind of thing okay and there's like one shot of a guy with a gun or something like that um, so whatever, and th- then I look at Blue Box Studios or Game Studios, and apparently this is the first thing they made, right? And then I-, I start to get whispers, like the pinned tweet on the account of Blue Box Game yeah. Studios yeah. is, "We want to set things straight. We have no relations with Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We do not have any relations with Hideo Kojima." It was never our intention to tease the name as Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. Then I'm like, what the hell happened? (laughs) So apparently Blue Box Game Studios tweeted something about their game's name or something that starts with an S and ends with an L or or L, I think, to, to... strongly seemed to be Silent Hill and then they deleted that tweet and they pinned um this uh this tweet and it got so bad that like literally the the developer of this company like his name is what is the name of this guy uh it's um this an update from Hassan is what they said on the website, but it's a, a developer apparently. And like he has this, he's like a, a turtleneck in front of what looks like a clear, like uh, gray wall talking about like he's real, that he's not Hideo Kojima. He's not going to take a mask off proving that he's not Kojima. And then it just keeps going. There's all, there's this whole Reddit like specifically dedicated to all of the clues that are being released um, on this this Twitter account that this is the next Silent Hill game, that it's like a Hodeo Kojima thing. And I, 
<laughs> like, what world are we living in? So, I mean, at this point of this thing, where are you in thinking if this is actually silent hit? What's going on? Okay, so to clarify, to 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 sum up everything you just said, in case you are not following this as, as maybe uh, dutifully as we are, every a lot <laughs> there is a sect of people in the video game community who believe that Blue Box Game Studios is working on a new Silent Hill. BB, what? Where's my BB? I would like to see the BB. <laughs> <laughs> That's. A little Mandalorian humor for you, uh, but and and it seems like, in my opinion, they are not working on a Silent Hill game. They just there were like enough coincidences that people have like filled in the boxes to convince themselves that this is a Silent Hill game and that Hideo Kojima is involved with this. Um, for reference, the reason why people believe that Hideo Kojima would do such a thing is because he has done such a thing. Um, he <laughs> before uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. He like what was the name of this studio that he he made up? Um, imaginary company called it was moby dick studio yes so so he made up this imaginary company called moby dick studio and he the the like direct like big air quotes director of the studio like went in for interviews and his name was an anagram of hideo kojima and like it like it's wild hideo kojima has done this sort of thing before where it's like viral marketing about being like very cryptic about what's going on only to reveal that it's like the, uh, it's actually about Metal Gear Solid Five, right? Uh, to me, it sounds like Silent Hill is not going to happen, maybe ever. It sounds like Kojima had a really big falling out that lasted, uh, uh, had a falling out with Konami uh, that was like in the works. Like that falling out was happening for years before it eventually ended with Silent Hills being canceled and Kojima leaving the studio. I just I just don't think that this small d- indie developer, this indie studio is is working on on Silent Hills or Silent Hill or whatever or working with Kojima in any fashion. I mean I, <laughs> there's I don't just know, so okay. many weird things like there's there's something going on. Maybe it's not Silent Hills. I don't Maybe know. it's God of War. Know. Dude, no. I don't I don't <laughs> think so. Because here's the thing. Basically, everyone's like, so so this the the is he the like the lead designer? Who who is what's the name of this guy again? I'm sorry. It's it's Hassan Karaman. Uh, Hassan Karaman. Yes, Hassan Karaman, uh, the head of Blue Box, basically had to get on camera and say, like, hey guys, just uh, hopping on to say I'm a real person. And uh, I'm not an actor. I am. I went to school for game design. <laughs> like I am not an actor. I am a real person who is just making a horror video game. But the problem with saying that is that that's exactly what someone who is an actor <laughs> pretending to be a video game designer working on a horror a Silent Hill would say. I I don't believe it. It just sounds like he's kind of being like, "Hey, uh, please stop, har- like harassing us for this. We are trying to make our own game. Please, uh, please don't do this to us anymore." Because like it's a small team. It's like ten people in this team working on this game, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not to me. Um, 
all connecting to the point where I'm convinced that a new Silent Hill game is even being worked on. Okay, so couple couple of couple of things here that uh, a lot of this is in a uh, Jason Schreier interview um, with uh, uh, Hassan Karaman, uh, and th- this is there's just some there something's not right here. I don't know what it is. It's just something's not right. So first of all. Um, to kind of add to the fact that maybe he is not just a paid actor, that this is a real thing. In 2015, there was a Kickstarter campaign uh, for a horror game that was also uh, kind of uh, uh, from uh, Hassan Karaman, right? Yeah. And it ended up, it was only asking for like $12,000 for a game called Rewind. It made about $207 before they canceled the Kickstarter, and they said it was fully funded by a private investor. Who's that private investor? Then it goes on to say uh, (sighs) that he said that he attracted the attention of Sony in 2015 following that failed Kickstarter. So wait a second. A failed Kickstarter that was fully funded by a private company? You mean Sony? So Sony probably saw that. That seems. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being a conspiracy guy here. I'm not being a conspiracy guy here. There's something going on. And then in this same interview, he says, um, uh, "The Chairman uh, would not make other members of his team available for interviews, and would only identify one who didn't respond to a request for comment." Karaman said he had signed a contract with Sony, but wouldn't go over specifics. He also said the game was funded by investors, but wouldn't say who. There's a reason for that, but I can't really talk about it, Karaman said. All right, Justin. There's, what, 7 billion people on the planet? I, I haven't counted recently, but I could do it again if you want. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Take take some time to count. Count <laughs> count everyone. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll get on it. Yeah, uh, we'll talk again in, like... Mm, five weeks <laughs> um, but like i simply don't think that the fact that he's like yeah i can't really talk about my investors because what if it, i mean it could just be like it, it could be anyone it could be literally anyone i'm not trying to scoff at twelve thousand dollars for that kickstarter i'm not trying to say twelve thousand dollars isn't a lot of money that, that is a lot of money but like that's it is not that is not the amount of money that like only Sony could pay to get this game made. Right. That is not the kind of money that only a major corporation could penny up to to have this game made. I I just don't think that because he's saying, like, yeah, I can't really talk about my investor. Uh, I, I don't think that that is enough evidence to make me believe that this is Sony in any way. Do you see what I mean? I have another comment I want to say. So go on. Apparently, you know, I'm not one for conspiracy theories. You know, like I'm not. I'm not. Mm -hmm. There was another game that Blue Box Game Studios was connected with last year that was released in early access. It's called The Haunting Blood Water Curse. Mostly negative reviews. But there, and it looks like in the in the video here. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you this just so you see what I see. Just so send. you and I have the same vision here. Okay? You know what? Send it to me. So it's coming. So the, the little trailer it shows in it, um, a, someone photographing a figure that looks oddly like Lisa from PT. 
so I have to watch this whole trailer, or is it just? In- uh, if you go to the actual link I, I sent, it should take you right to the Steam page, and it's like right at the very front. Yeah, which you can do now on your new computer, which is yes, awesome. I can. <laughs> yeah, you see, like take out a camera, and it's taking a picture of Lisa. Oh shit! That kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, okay. Let's am talk I seeing? About- am I seeing things that aren't there, or is there smoke and fire coming here? Okay. I'm looking at this image of this this ghost that uh-huh. they're taking a picture of. Right. It's a right. woman with it's a woman with black hair. Correct. That looks like Are, Lisa. Okay, so it's a woman with black hair who's got got like blood on her. Right. Now, Justin, I would like to I would like to formally request you think about what I said perhaps two minutes prior. Um, so there's 7 billion people on the planet. Let's say half of them are women. So, okay, we got 3.5 billion people. I, okay, you sent me another image of another sort of ghost. I'm just saying, go- it's, that's figure. from the trailer. That's from the trailer. I, it, lo- it looks like a lady that's ghost, sure. But I don't know if that, to say that that is Lisa, I would have to disagree with because it's just, it's not. I, okay, 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 okay. PT was a very scary game that was influential to a lot of people, right? A lot, a lot of developers were like, "Yo, PT was great. Let's kind of do our own spin on this." Uh, there's a little game that we talked about early in the episode, Layers of Fear, that was like very inspired by PT, right? Resident Evil Seven seems to have taken some uh, so, some inspiration from PT, right? We're gonna talk about Resident Evil in a minute. Uh, all, all sorts of things take inspiration from things, right? So the fact that this small indie horror developer also took inspiration from the scariest thing to be put in a video game in ever, like, I, I, it doesn't convince me that this is a, he's making Silent Hill. I just don't. I can't. Yeah. Do you see what I like? It just, it's it's like too many coincidences with not enough specification for me to be like, yep, Silent Hill. And also cut this when they've announced like, yep, I tricked you guys. I have been working on Silent Hill. Like. But I, I don't think it's I, don't, I just don't think it's it's happening. You are typing feverishly. I can see what's about to pop up in my feed here. Um, uh, I, there's no, there's nothing else. All, all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you're saying. There is some suspicious activity going on with this blue box game studios, and that suspicious activity is a Sony exclusive. Well, that's true. I mean, that's just true. But I also think that him not be, that this guy not being able to talk about these contracts or these investors that I don't think might be as sketchy as a lot of people are trying to make it out to be. You sign NDAs when you do this kind of stuff. Sometimes, like I, I don't think that that is an uncommon practice. I, I don't know enough to be able to say like for certain. But to me, it doesn't seem like it's an uncommon practice that it would be like, yeah, I can't really talk about my investors. Would you would you agree with me? Oh yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, there's all these legal loopholes and things right, like that yeah. that are coming there. But we're like, we're, why though? Like, why is there this like angel investor coming in to like to to like fun, like fund this? Isn't it Sony? Like, what what I and what the heck is this abandoned trailers app? Why? why? All right, Justin, I want to talk about the abandoned trailers app. I can answer this for you right now. So. <laughs> So basically, this as did we say this on the show? So you watched the state of play, the <laughs> pre-saved or whatever on your phone on a plane, right? Yeah. And you said it did, <laughs> quality was bad. It's very I, bad quality. I watched it sitting right here in this very seat, uh, not great quality because of the stream. 
because stream quality is just not very good um, depending on your internet connection, right? So this trailer's app is essentially an app that you will download in the PlayStation Store that will allow you to watch the trailers for this game when they go live with with good clarity as opposed to watching a stream where it's going to look all muddy and, and choppy. Does that make sense? It's just like, it's like YouTube, but for these two videos. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that, that is what that app, that is what they've explained that app to be. Now, if it is some weird viral marketing thing, that is also possible, but um, it just seems like it is a workaround for the low quality of stream, um, uh, of, of stream quality. All right, in all seriousness, what yeah. I, I is this Silent Hill? I don't think it matters to me. There's, <laughs> I I hope it's something like I hope this is not just like I hope there's a reason for all of this weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whatever it is, I'm really kind of digging it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think I'm interested to see what this is. Um, so I, I just want more of it, and I guess I'm gonna have to wait to pre-download it on July 29th and then play it on August 10th. Or to get the trailer after that? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, and I believe they came out recently and said, like, hey, so things have been delayed a little bit. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Also, um, the Twitter account of um, Hassan Karaman, uh, it was apparently created in, like, 2014, but he didn't start tweeting until, like, a couple months ago. So, you tell me. Justin, people, people do all sorts tell of me. things. I don't... And, okay, people are also like, Hassan Karaman, HK, Hideo Kojima, and it's like, no, dude. That's actually I'll, a good one. I should have put that one in here. It's <laughs> nothing. It's nothing, Justin. It's. I think it is a lot of, personally, all jokes aside, um, I think it's a lot of coincidences that people are reading too far into, and um, I do not think he's working on Silent Hill. I think he's working on a small little game that is not connected at all, because to me, it sounds like... Hideo Kojima had a massive falling out with uh, Konami, and as we know, Konami uh, working with Bloober Team on maybe Silent Hill, maybe not. Um, but Justin, you pose. Uh, sorry, is that all you had to say about that topic? I mean, I could probably go on more, but I think for now we'll have right, to great, wait great. until at least August tenth. Okay. So then, all right, let, let's check back in on August tenth after these trailers or whatever have gone up, and we will. Uh, have some more substantial things to say <laughs> regarding what the hell this actually is. But uh, until then, we'll we'll pose the question to you. Hey, while we're while it's on my mind, if if you have any thoughts on this, you can send us a tweet at hitboxpod or send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast um, at gmail dot com if you feel so inclined. Let us know what you think about this. Ah, uh, again, I think it's clear that both we go two separate ways with this, but um, it's it's all in good fun. Hey. Uh, you don't need us to say this because you're an adult, but uh, don't harass these people. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> hey, like, that's hey, horrible. Don't harass these people. <laughs> like, that is part of why I know this because it's just like, hey, these guys have been saying, please stop. <laughs> please stop. So, um, yeah, but that goes sort of without saying. But, Justin, last week or maybe the week before, you posed a question to me that um, really made me think. And when you explained it to me, it was apparent what you were saying. But you said to me, okay. I don't have your text in front of me. I apologize. But you posed, you said, Resident Evil, Bioshock, Wolfenstein. Do you have 
if you had, how would you rank these? Do you have a favorite? And I do, and I, I have a definitive ranking for these. Um, but I didn't understand what they all had in common. You then went on to say, like, these are, like, you know, f- games of fairly similar genres of, you know, walk around, pick up items, shoot bad guys, explore, um, story-based, uh, story-focused, narrative-focused games that are releasing, that have released in the past uh, generation of consoles and are continuing to release in this newest generation of consoles. Uh, where where do, does all this fall for with you? Have you played Resident Evil Village? I'm being facetious. I know I have. I've, I've played Resident Evil Village, and um, depending on the the time of the day and when you ask me, I might have to respond that Resident Evil Village is my game of the year. Uh, that does not surprise me, actually. I, I hemmed and hawed about it back when it released because you did not like Seven at all uh, yeah. until the end, I guess. But um, now, now that I think about it, yeah, it makes sense that you like this game. So tell me, give me, give me your a quick review of, of what you liked about it and why it is your game of the year at this point. So I think one of the the things that really bothered me with Seven that was solved with um, a Village was the. the the stereotypical weapon or ammo scarcity of the house. I felt Mm -hmm. like you were intentionally underpowered. You were intentionally like you're supposed to avoid a lot of the, the monsters in it. And it just seemed really slow. And I, I just didn't feel like I was equipped to handle anything that I was given. And then the story itself was just kind of like, okay, you know, (laughs) like like I remember, um, uh, what's the wife's name again? Marguerite? No, 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 no. Your your wife. Oh, oh, um. Um. Shoot, man. Uh, shoot. Hold on. I just typed in Ethan Winters. Mia. Mia. Okay. Mia. Mia. Like, I was just bothered. Like the the actual like story stuff in it. It just didn't like hit me right. Like you have that. Like he sees Mia for the first time in like two to three years, and he's just like. Mia, what are you doing? And <laughs> I know that's like part of the whole Ethan guy. thing. Yeah. But like, then you take it to Village, and the story in Village is actually kind of interesting. Like the characters you meet, there's some really like weird moments in the whole thing. But like, they they kind of forget the fact that that they play up the fact that Ethan is this like I don't even know like goofy character almost like a thing. Right. Like it's just unrealistic. Like I think you mentioned it, the the part where his hand gets cut off, he just puts it back on with the stuff and his hand is back on. Like it's yeah. a, it's comedy. Like yes. but like the the way it's done, it's still kind of like this this grotesque like a lot of the horror in this game, there are some jump scares, but a lot of the horror comes from like the grotesque nature of everything. Um, and just like the situations you're in rather than it just being like trying to be like jump scare around the corner. Like there's some, some mm-hmm. creepy moments, but there's a lot more action in it. And I really love how um, they took what they uh, added to Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes about like they make the map red to blue when you get everything yes. in it. Yes. So I really felt like every room I was going in, I was just like exploring it, really looking, invested, ex- doing things. Like there's sometimes you have to shoot like a shining thing. Sometimes you have to shoot like a stalactite. Like there's all this different stuff that you have to do to get all the weapons. So like each room became like a tiny little puzzle thing. And it was all optional. I didn't have to do that stuff. But if you did, then you could get more money to buy more ammo, buy better weapons. You could upgrade your weapons, thinking about which weapons you wanted to like prioritize. Um, I never felt inventory management was a thing. 
Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was out of room like I did like immediately in uh, Resident Evil 7. Like I didn't yeah. have enough stuff. So I felt like I was equipped to handle any situation I was in. But still it was like just hard enough that like I was like not doing well with it. It felt a lot more like an action game. There's legitimately a part in there when it becomes just like a first person shooter. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. you know, it's like literally an action game. Um, and then the story just really kind of like throughout the whole thing ramps up to a very interesting climax. And I, you know, what's gonna happen next, man? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know. And and, and without spoilers or anything, the way the story ends, it like really was just kind of like that was like kind of awesome. Makes you go, huh? Yeah, and it really made me for the first time ever playing a Resident Evil game, which seven part of four eight. Um, it made me for the first time be like. It's kind of an interesting world, mm-hmm. and how they tie in the original uh, the original Resident Evil story with the uh, seven and eight story. Really cool stuff uh, throughout the whole thing. I found myself reading. There's this one part in the game when there's all like you don't have to read any of it, but like there's all this like literature to read, how to, like about all like the the lore stuff. And I was like really like, oh, this is kind of smart, really interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. I. I was floored. I rented it from the library, and I got to be honest, I was like, I should I'd probably buy this game. I probably want to do New Game Plus, maybe. Like, get my up, like unlimited ammo for my uh, shotgun, play through it uh, on the harder difficulty. Maybe, maybe I'll go back and play it. What, uh, did you play this on PS5, I assume? Yeah, PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think it's a great game. I think, hey, we might, just as an FYI, if you're listening, we may dip into, like, light spoilers for this game we're obviously not like talking about the ending necessarily but if like certain moments we might talk about because i want to talk about real quick before we actually talk and talk about this sort of topic of resident evil versus wolfenstein versus bioshock uh that baby section is like the scariest thing i've ever played in a video game except for pt like, <laughs> like that that is so upsetting with the bait the giant baby walking around and you're hiding underneath like a bed and, and all that stuff it's spooky man did that <laughs> yeah, like it, it was a uh, there was some of the like kiting it around was a little frustrating at, yeah, uh, yeah, at yeah. a couple points. But the the way that they interacted, the puzzling stuff that I liked from seven and they put that in that section and they still have that kind of like environmental puzzle. Put this thing here to really get that old school Resident Evil feel. Um, I, I liked it. it. It, the atmosphere of that whole thing was, was really, was really cool. And then yeah. I like how the reveal at the end of that section with, with the quote unquote boss character kind of was like, Oh, that's so cool how they did all that stuff. Like, yeah. it, it was cool. And, uh, I really did like the four, each, each of the four characters was so interesting and like, the boss characters, the bad, mm-hmm. the whatever that you see at the beginning, they were so interesting. Um, and then like, again, how the lore, uh, that I, you had to read, unfortunately, tied all that stuff together, really made it really, it, it was good. I, it, was, it was a good story, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps, hey, perhaps we'll do an even longer episode talking about it, because I have lots of questions about what you thought of certain sections and whatnot. Um, but let's talk about this Resident Evil versus Wolfenstein versus Bioshock. Gut reaction, how do you rank these three franchises and why? And, and also, when I say these franchises, obvious, like, Bioshock excluded, like, I'm talking about the most current iterations of these franchises. So, with Resident Evil, we're not talking about, like, any of the third-person ones or the older games. We're talking about 7 and 8, 
And then with Wolfenstein, it's Wolfenstein, uh, the New Order, Wolfenstein, the New Colossus, and the Old Blood. And then I didn't play the sister one. The, oh, the, the young, young blood. one. Young Blood, yeah. yeah. But um, sounds like not maybe a departure from what you would <laughs> want from those games. But um, yeah, so so th- that's that's sort of what we're referring to. And then I guess just all of Bioshock because there's only three games. But uh, how, how do they? How does it grab you? It, it it's a hard thing for me. Like if I, I think out of all of those games, like Wolfenstein one and two, out of Bioshock one, two, Infinite, um, and Resident Evil seven and eight, the one I like the most, and this might be just what have you done for me recently, was eight. I like that. To me, that's a clear one for me. It, interesting. Like so, you would say that Resident Evil is, even though you didn't really like seven. You would say that eight is good enough to put it at the top. Well, no, no. I say eight is my favorite game, like individual oh, I got it, game. Got it. Okay, seven brings it down significantly because the thought of me ever having to go back to play seven again makes me want to, like, I don't know, bash my head into a wall. I was trying to think of something not so bad. Um, but um, I, I eight was just that great for me. Um, mm-hmm. but then I start to think about the other games. Uh, I like bioshock a lot i like the yeah. first one um the the second one is just like story light yeah. yeah it's just not it's just a little boring um not that it's not fun to play it's just more of bioshock yeah uh, which th- sounds like it's a good thing if you like bioshock but like part not of bioshock is the story yeah. part of bioshock is like the world you're in it's just more of rapture more of that um if someone likes Bioshock 2 out there, I'm sorry. Uh, and the Bioshock Infinite, I, I like the combat in that a lot. I kind of like the fighting of it. Um, the story is a little disappointing to me at points. I think the middle kind of drags a little bit. I like the start of it. I like the setup at the beginning. Um, and then um, the ending is cool with the Infinite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I recently uh, replayed Bioshock Infinite. And I think that the story in general is really good. I, I like the mm-hmm. like plot of it but i think that it is a less tight like world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um than the original bioshock yeah. uh, i will say that playing the dlc which i did i played all three of those burial at sea or maybe it was just two uh, burial not. at sea uh they connect it to the rapture stuff in a way that i was it's like oh oh <laughs> it's it's the kind of thing that's like this explanation makes makes rap uh, and it makes uh columbia which is the sky city make more sense but it makes rapture like less cool yeah (laughs) um for example the person who hands the main character uh the person who crashes the plane in the original bioshock is elizabeth from bioshock infinite oh because she travels through time or some shit Mm. it's like oh (laughs) Mm. that's makes it less cool i don't know it's just yeah. like the fact that they had to explain all this stuff makes it like removes yeah, like little, the prequels of, the of star wars right <laughs> precisely yes um so yes i i agree with everything you just said with 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 that series but at the end of the day like i also replayed bioshock the first one over the i mean it's been probably three or four years at this point but it's still a good game it's just i mean it's 
it's an older game. Yeah, if I could, if I could, like, if the combat and the thing was like with like, if I could use one of the what are the, the powers plasmids, if I could use a plasmid with a weapon like a gun in the first game, oh man, that game, game of the century, man. Right, which is, I mean, what they ended up doing with Bioshock Two and in, in exactly, Infinite, but, exactly, um, yeah. I would I would probably say that of these three franchises, it's at the bottom. For, they're they're not none of them are bad, by the way. Uh, I would say it's probably at the bottom for me because Bioshock Two is it's a fine game, but it's like a weak entry in a great series. And then Bioshock One just has the problems of it is an older, less modern game. So it and and it, it pioneered all these things for modern games like mm-hmm, these mm-hmm. you know light RPG elements in a story based first person shooter game. Uh, because it was the first one that did it, it's not perfect, but that's fine because it's, you know, it was a pioneer of that sort of thing. So I'd probably put Bioshock there. Uh, w- are you a fan of the newer Wolfenstein games? Uh, the only thing I don't like about them yeah. is a pretty big thing. They're too hard. Mm, okay. Like, I, too hard is maybe like the wrong, I could just go down the baby difficulty. But this is, a, this is a game that when you go on the baby difficulty, it's literally BJ Blazkowicz in a, in a, like a baby bonnet, fr- like, yeah, frowning that at sucks. You. Like, it's like, that dude, sucks. Don't come on, do man. that. <laughs> not everyone, but, not everyone's a hardcore gamer. But like, the last, the first game, I had to beat the final boss by like, crouching behind just the right frame of a staircase mm-hmm. and shooting the final boss's leg until it died. Yeah. Is that a fun a... way to beat a game? <laughs> no, no, no. But the 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 way that I was shocked at like the storytelling in that game. How yeah. I became invested in those characters. Yeah. Uh, I loved like the I loved the hub in both the game like like your hub area where you can kind of go back and like pick your next mission and do stuff like mm-hmm. it, it like I, I I like that a lot. The the gunplay is fun. The story's fun. Um, I love how in the second one they they turn. <laughs> I don't want a spoiler or whatever, yeah, but like fine. they turn like what happens to your character into like a gameplay mechanic uh, in a really unique way um, with how weak he is and then how he becomes uh, less weak. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, hey, spoilers for like a five year old game. <laughs> so in in um, Wolfenstein: The New Colossus. B.J. Blazkowicz is so tired and weak that he is basically dying. Like the first section, the first mission, you're in a wheelchair the whole time and just like shooting SMGs off. It's kind of cool. But then you get basically put in this like robotic suit that's basically just like holding you together like glue. (laughs) And and you die so freaking fast, which like makes the point that that bj blaskowitz is just a bag of bones bag of bones and blood it makes me understand that but in terms of like a fun game to play it makes it so that it's a little bit more frustrating than it is fun so that then when oh gosh it jumps the shark so hard in a way that i love uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets beheaded and they th- <laughs> by the by the bad guys in like this is the, the first not- mission by the way right no this is like halfway through the game Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? They, yeah, yeah. He gets they, he gets captured and beheaded publicly by the Nazis, and they throw his head like in like a sewer or something like that, and they calculate how much time he's going to have his head alive for. Like it's like you know five seconds, and they sew it onto a new body, and it's like that makes that makes you stronger because you have a new body. You're not connected to the old same you know busted up guy, uh, which makes you stronger. But it also is like. 
it illustrates that point of like we made this character really really weak but they're good games they're very fun games uh i am excited to see where they go with it i hope hopefully they keep i don't think a third one has been <laughs> announced but uh i'm sure sh- i'm sure i mean probably ended on kind happen, of a cliffhanger yeah so um but that's a cool game that does choices kind of in an, in an interesting way um where you choose some things and there's different outcomes and, and whatever, but uh, I'm trying to think if I would actually put this at the bottom or, um, or Bioshock. I would say I probably enjoyed this more than Bioshock, the as a series. But again, they're they're both good games. And then I think Resident Evil is at the top for me, but that's just because I liked seven and eight quite a bit. I think one 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 thing I'm going to really appreciate about seven and eight are the level designs specifically the world design of eight i think i think the the way they do kind of backtracking and looping around in eight is awesome like the worlds themselves are really cool to like go around and like explore and find new nooks and crannies um i love how they do that thing where you get the map that they will eventually put in like the treasures the treasure spots where like some Mm -hmm. like good treasures are and weapons and some you get through the main story but others you have to like explore to like get to like i just enjoyed exploring that world and again to make me want to play that game again afterwards that i mean that i think that speaks a lot to like what i thought of it yeah um but that the seven part that really just brings it down because i i would play wolfenstein one again yeah, I would play Wolfenstein two. Yeah. I would play uh, Bioshock one, probably not two, and and Infinite again. And I played the beginning of Infinite probably like five times in my life because it's just mm-hmm. a fun beginning, one of the best beginnings in games. So it is such a dramatic shift in tone. <laughs> like, yeah. So I I would say, and this is oh, this is so this is tough for me, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say probably consistency wise, it would be. Bioshock is one for me. Okay. Then it would probably be Resident Evil and then Wolfenstein. Lock it in. And the reason I yeah, would put Wolfenstein at the end is because the I would pause at playing Wolfenstein 1 and 2 because of how hard they were. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I couldn't play it in the easiest difficulty. Like, that's, like, not whatever. But um, I... That just kind of takes some of the fun away from it. And I think part of why I liked specifically Wolfenstein 1 so much was because I wasn't expecting that game to be what that game was. Yeah. To a point where I would be like, hey, you got to try Wolfenstein 1 to like most people who like games like I do. Like I'm not a huge like shooter, like shooter first kind of like gamer. Like that's not the thing I like. But when that game does become a character drama (laughs) and like you care about B.J. Blaskowitz as a character, like I, I, yeah, okay. Yeah. Final answer. I'm going to say Bioshock. Resident Evil, Wolfenstein. I uh, I will accept that. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. There, are, these are all really good games. That, and you know, I know you don't like Seven. I mean, you just it was a good way to. I think playing Seven. Had you not played Seven and only played Eight, I think you would have gotten maybe less out of Eight, just because of like you know that backstory is important. Absolutely, absolutely. They have um, to. They go together hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's not a game on uh, in any of these franchises that I wouldn't. If someone was like, "Hey, you got to play this," I wouldn't be like, "Ah, oh, man." I mean, even you know, Bioshock. Uh, 
too. It's like it's still fun, like moment to moment fun gameplay. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. I, I I think that yeah, each of these games series, it's funny when you posed the question. I was like, yeah, these have like nothing in common, but they, <laughs> they do, you know. Um, Bioshock Four is apparently in development and we there's not been like an official announcement for it but they um have been hiring people who have uh skill in making open world games so it sounds like bioshock 4 is going to be an open world game at least that's what they're planning it to be what do you think about that i i would be interested in that i i like that i um I wish there's a one of the four sections in Resident Evil uh, Village that you can't go back to at a certain point, which is disappointing. I wish you could. I wish which they allowed you to the castle. You can't go back. Mm-mm. Oh, dang! <laughs> but like you can replay it again, obviously. Right, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I I just would would like recommend that if you um, not recommend. Uh, I I would say that the open worldness is a appealing thing for me if they do mm. the world right if it's not just like open for being open sake you know that's, like that's what i worry about like i hear like this game is going to be open world i'm like ah no <laughs> <laughs> particularly with a game series that such as bioshock that has made they are you know pretty linear narrative experiences with some choice making, but for the most part, no matter how you play, you're sort of going to be seeing these same things at the same times. Cause I think an open world can be cool. If that is like what the game is based around. You look at a game like, um, like far cry three is a great example of a game that it's open world is like, that is the point of the game or breath of the wild. Or I, I think, uh, the Spider-Man games to a certain extent have done a similar kind of good thing. But, uh, y- I worry that a game series that has had traditionally like linear stories that make a that are, in my opinion, up there with like great games that you could analyze similar to like a book or a movie. Um, My worry is that if you sort of give the reins to the player, then they might not experience it in that same way because as as you said, with Resident Evil 8, yeah, it's like technically an open world, but it's still like a pretty linear story you know what i mean like yeah you can go back and revisit different places but it's not like it doesn't just drop you in that village and say go figure it out i mean it kind of does in that opening sequence but like then it says all right and now we're going to the castle and now we're going to the dollhouse now we're going to the fish guy land and the factory and all that sort of stuff does that make sense yeah 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 Yeah. because it it, well uh i guess um resident evil village is more metroid right metroidvania style open world because you get things like the crank, you get things uh, like, yeah, okay. like certain things that that make it like you can go to new areas and new things eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like that that open, but I don't know. I, I I like all these. I like all these three things. None of them are bad. Just because I was unhappy with parts of Resident Evil Seven doesn't mean it's a bad game. People love that game. Yeah. Um, I I have a Resident Evil Seven uh, forearm tattoo. Do you? I don't. No, I was just kidding. Uh, is it, the, is it the, the cutoff hand thing? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just a bunch of. It looks like my hand has been stapled back onto my body. Cool. Um, cool. Is it's the the hand's the wrong way though. It's a really elaborate tattoo. Yeah, they, it's like, quite interesting. Yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> there's a 
there was a realization I had throughout the game where I was like, oh, fuck. He's got eight fingers. Because <laughs> he gets two of them chewed off in the beginning. He get, okay, this is like, so there's a moment. That, uh, let's go into a little bit more of a spoiler here of Resident yeah, Evil Village for a second here. Okay, <clears throat> so uh, uh, I'm, I'm not holding back. I couldn't even remember Mia's name, so what am I going to ruin? But <laughs> yes, right, right. <laughs> but so it, when he gets the the lichen or whatever the beast creature like bites it off, he's like he's got the little like pinky thing hanging or the part yeah. of the finger hanging, right? Yeah. Where did that go? Did he just pull it off? Um, it was still there, and all of a sudden he wraps it up in a bandaid. And I was like, wait a second, you're own- wait a second, where'd it go? I think at a certain point you just got to say like, well, I've got this knife, like I. <laughs> That's not going to heal. Clearly, he doesn't feel pain. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, I guess also, though, you could say, like, well, I've got this knife, but also these little vials of um, hydrogen peroxide just, like, <laughs> stick stuff right back on. Here's the one part about this game that actually, like, I'm not kidding. The one part about this game that broke a little bit of immersion for me. Okay, ready? That I, I can suspend my disbelief very far, clearly. Right. The one thing. Can, can you guess what it was? Is it the Rock'em Sock'em Robot part? Oh, no, that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Mech suits? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so he he gets his hand cut off. He gets his like hand properly cut off, not just like chewed oh, on I, a little bit by the like it, uh, by Lady Dim. And then you collect the hand as an item. And then as you are escaping, you put your hand back on with the like hydrogen peroxide. But not only do you fix your hand, you fix your jacket, too. <laughs> I, it, it reattaches everything. I really want to know what's in those medicinal herbs, you know? Yes, I do too. Uh, something also like as we're playing, I played the whole thing with Elena, and like anytime he uses that right hand to like pull a lever or something like that, I mean, it looks like it's quite. It takes quite some force, and I'm always like, dude, you just had your hand severed. I would be very cavalier, uh, cautious, excuse me, about putting a lot of pressure on that thing, lest it pops right back off. But he seems to not be particularly attached. You got to give him a hand, though, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that joke has been made 100 times. But you know what? First time here in Hitbox. That's true. You got to give him. A, you got to hand it to me. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well, hey. Thanks for listening to Hep. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hitbox episode fifty. Uh, Justin, we got to talk about what we're gonna do for fifty-two for a whole year. Probably not a lot, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll do something fun and special for that one. Thanks for sticking with us for this hour and some change. It's probably like an hour and a half. Uh, we appreciate it. As I said before in the episode, if you are interested in telling us your thoughts, if you have a ranking of Wolfenstein, Resident Evil, and um, Bioshock, go ahead and let us know. You can tweet at us and or send us a DM at HitboxPod on Twitter, or you can send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. Justin, do you have anything to say before we wrap up? Uh, uh, I, uh, no. <laughs> Wonderful. I will say this. I saw Black Widow and I liked it a lot. Ooh, oh, um, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that, uh, on Wednesday ooh. with my mother. It'll be a fun little, oh, fun little enjoy. hangout sesh. Yeah. Enjoy. I, uh, liked it quite a bit. Did you see it in theaters? Oh, Justin, putting me on blast for this. Uh, yes, I did. I did not necessarily want to go because I'm still trying to be cautious about the whole COVID thing. Hey. Uh, everyone, it's not over. 
<laughs> not over. It is still a thing. Uh, I am I'm vaccinated fully, though. Uh, and I was like, well, I have been inside for a whole year and a half. I'm going to go see a movie. <laughs> so I did. I did see it in theaters. Um, I will also say that the movie theater experience is not yet um, worth it <laughs> to risk <laughs> to risk deadly um, virus transmission. But yeah, yes, I did. And I liked it a lot. I, and I know we're not like a movie podcast, but I yeah. was really impressed to see how much money Black Widow made with them having movie theaters, Disney Premier Access, and International. Like made yeah. like over two hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand. <laughs> no, yeah. two hundred million dollars, uh, which is great because I'd rather just watch every movie in my house. Yes, yes, um, it's good though. I mean, maybe perhaps we might talk about it on the show. You said you're watching it Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, you'll have seen it by next week. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. And by pretty good, I mean, I actually loved it, even Ooh. though despite me being like, yeah, it's fine. It'll be a Black uh, did, Widow movie. Did it have any alligators in it? No, but I'm not caught up on Loki, but I've seen a little bit of spoilers. No. I've, I've watched, I've, I'm three episodes into Loki. I have to catch up maybe this week. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. That's a good show. I like it. I like it. This has been Hitbox. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we were doing here for a second there uh this has been hitbox we appreciate you listening we will catch you next time always remember old games are old see you later bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>